Pastor Chooks, along with his wife, Pastor Toyin, are the lead pastors of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg, South Africa. Through them, God is raising an army of ordinary men and women who are transforming and uplifting the standard of life in their communities through understanding and applying biblical principles. Pastor Chooks and Pastor Toyin frequently host workshops, seminars and conferences for transformation and uplifting of the complete man, complete woman and wholesome families. Some of the events and programs include the Dream Achievers Seminars and Conferences, Kingdom Financiers Conferences, Marriage Enrichment Courses and Seminars, For Wives Only Seminars, Single Ladies Boot Camps, Limitless Men's Seminars. They are also the founders of the Power of Women Academy, a group mentorship for high-impact women. They also host the annual Power of Women Conferences and Events. For more information, please visit www.idelight.co.za and www.reslife.org.za or WhatsApp plus 27814210835. Hi, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Thank God It's Friday. It's a Friday evening. And we are gathered to learn the wisdom of God around relationships. Thank God this Friday is our outreach online uh, where we uh, chat around relationship issues, whether it's relationship for single people or relationship for married people. But this is the platform where we do everything relationships. So welcome to tonight's um, uh, broadcast. Uh, I'm the only one on set tonight, my wife is in the background somewhere running uh, the back end of things and we are uh, sharing on relationship now for the last couple of weeks i've been teaching on dating in 4d dating in 4d and i took several weeks uh, to teach the do's of dating the don'ts of dating the dares of dating and the dilemmas of dating i i did quite a bit of work there now, a few questions have arisen from um, the, the teachings, and I want to uh, spend some of tonight to handle some of the questions. I'm not sure, quite a bit of questions that I have here. Um, I'm going to go as, fast as, I, as far as I can go. When our time is up, we fold the curtains, we say goodnight. Uh, maybe perhaps next week we will you know, finish off the, the remaining of the questions. Now, the question and answer session uh it's still another way to teach the wisdom of god around relationships so you want to pay attention you you, you like to um like our page on facebook you want to share it with friends you want to send it out and let people you know uh learn the things that you're learning if someone is you know eyeing you somewhere send them uh the link so that they can also be informed right your sisters family members friends colleagues uh people around you who will benefit from the wisdom that is being shared do uh communicate with them okay all right let's uh start tonight all right the number one question that i have the first question that we're going to take it says how do does one build a spiritual relationship with a man how does one build a spiritual relationship with a man okay a spiritual relationship in in my own understanding or how i define it a spiritual relationship is in a relationship where 
both parties, the man and the woman in the relationship, choose to build their relationship and build their lives around the pursuit of God. When they choose to build their lives around the pursuit of God. In other words, you can only have a spiritual relationship with somebody who already has a spiritual relationship. You see, someone who is not pursuing God, you can't pursue God with them. So, so it has to be somebody who already is pursuing God, who already desires to uh, uh, please God, desires to be involved in things of God, then, then it's possible to build a spiritual relationship with that person. But if the person is not pursuing God, or you yourself, you're not pursuing God, you can't build a spiritual relationship because there's no spiritual life on both sides, okay? So if he decides to uh, uh, build a spiritual relationship with you, it has to be that he is really pursuing God and you are pursuing God. Okay, so where we have that, that the, the two of you are pursuing God together and you now want to build your relationship around your relationship. In fact, which is what it's supposed to be for a, if you're a child of God, if you're born again, you, you have to be building a spiritual relationship with somebody. Why? Because for us born again Christians, our spiritual life is first. It's first. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and other things shall be added. For us, it's first. Jesus says, seek first, seek first. So we, we have to prioritize our relationship with God. We, we, it, it must be, it's an absolute priority that we put God first. So God is first in my life. God has to be first in her life. And then when we come together as a couple, as uh, uh, yeah, a couple in, 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 in a journey together, then God can take the center. God can take the priority. The pursuit of God can become preeminent. So when that happens, let me show you what happens. So here is the man. Here is the woman. They are on the same level, okay? And here is God somewhere up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, you see? So man, woman, God. Now it's a triangle that is formed. Now a spiritual relationship is where this man, this is woman, this is man, this is woman. Okay? So man is pursuing a relationship towards God. Woman is pursuing a relationship towards God. Can you see? A triangle is formed. Okay? As the man is pursuing relationship towards, you know, pursuing a relationship with God, is gravitating towards God, the woman is gravitating towards God. Do you notice what happens to the two of them? They begin to draw closer to each other. In other words, a spiritual relationship will hold you, will hold you together. If there's anything that will, that will build a solid relationship between the two of you, that will create a pool between the two of you, that will cement, you know, many people think, oh, it's having sex that will cement our intimacy. There's nothing can be further from the truth. What cements your intimacy is building a spiritual relationship. God, when God is the center, and both of you are pursuing God, they, God gives purpose to the relationship. There's a reason, so, and you realize that the reason for two of you coming together is more than the two of you. I cannot begin to tell you how beneficial and how fulfilling that is. That you are pursuing a, I mean, you are engaging in a journey with somebody who is going where you are going to in God. In other words, they have the same passion for God like you do.
let me tell you, you know, uh, my own story. In 1998, I started dating the woman that I've been married to now for 20 years. But in 1998, we, we officially started our relationship. Okay, actually, before 1998, how we became friends was the pursuit of God. Okay, so I, I, we used to um, go out for evangelism together. Uh, it's something that both of us found uh, passion for, and we wanted to do it. We wanted to reach people for Christ. So on Saturdays, I, I remember, you know, from about 3 o'clock or so, we will hit the streets and go out to, you know, share the gospel with people. We go out and minister to people, pray for people on the street, minister the word of God to them, and so on. And, and that, that we, at this point, when we were going out for evangelism together, we were not, you know, there was no relationship. We, there was no official relationship. It's just friends who found the pursuit of God who found the pursuit of uh, the things of God mutually uh, satisfying. And that's how our relationship was built. It was in those days of going out for evangelism, and we did that for many months. And we would go out every Saturday. Most of the Saturday that we were available, we will, you know, go out and do the work of God. And in the process of doing that, we, we built a relationship. We became even better friends. And that friendship has lasted till today, 1998 till now. That's 22 years. What am I saying to you? Building a solid spiritual relationship is one way to really build with somebody that you are going to spend the rest of your life with. You see, so, so when it's difficult to build a spiritual relationship with somebody, I get worried about the future of that relationship. You know, because if you don't have a spiritual relationship now, how are you going to have a spiritual relationship when you're married? Because if you can't connect spiritually now, and you think when you get married, you're going to connect spiritually. If a lie, you won't. You will not connect spiritually. So, so it's actually supposed to be one of the things that you look out for. You know, can I build a spiritual relationship with this person? Can we serve God together? Can we pursue the things of God together? Can we go to Bible school together? Can we, you know, go to discipleship class together? Can we, can we study together? Can we do the things of God together? If you are not doing it now, you will not do it then. Don't think that, oh, when you get married, suddenly, you know, the temperature of the relationship changes. Suddenly, an angel breathes on you guys, and you now start reading your Bible together. If you can't read your Bible together now, if you can't pray together now, if you can't fast together now, if you can't love Jesus together now, if you can't serve in church together now, you are not going to be able to do it when you get married. So, it's for, for Christians, it's important that from day one, seek to build a spiritual relationship with somebody. It's actually one of the signs to know whether this person is for you or not. Because if you're struggling to connect with them spiritually, you're struggling to pray, to struggle, to read the Bible together, struggle to encourage each other in the things of God, you struggle to, you know, be consistent at church, consistent to serve God, you know, then there's, there's signs, this for me, there are telltale signs that there are bad, bad times ahead, you know, horrible times ahead if you're going to go on with that relationship. So, that's the importance of building a spiritual relationship, okay? 
So look for somebody that you can actually build a spiritual relationship with. And, and one of the other things, you know, I, I, I remember this way back in 1998. Because our relationship was based on a, an agenda and a purpose from God. And I, I have always been a, a serious-minded believer who wanted to be a serious-minded disciple of Jesus Christ. Till today, I want to be a serious disciple of Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with anybody. It was a decision I made to serve God. It is decision I made to love Jesus and serve him with my whole heart. So I am sensitive to the voice of God. I want to hear God. I want to listen to God. I want to obey God. I love God so much. I want to obey him every step of the way. I don't want to ever, you know, be on the wrong side and do things that, that grieve the Holy Spirit. Never, never. I want to obey him. I want to be fully pleasing to him. So, I remember, you know, when we, we began to build our relationship in 1998, that we would have disagreements about things, and, um, you know, we would have an argument or something, and I will go to pray, and the Spirit of God will speak to me, and will tell me to shift my position. Um, and, and for me, that was really reaffirming that I was in the right relationship, because I would hear God you know, speak to me or convince me of what she's trying to say that I was not listening or I was being stubborn about and, and I would, you know, shift my position because the Spirit of God nudges me to shift my position in the argument. So, that spiritual relationship helped us build properly. 22 years and, and counting, there's still a solid relationship and there's still a solid spiritual relationship. One of the things that I enjoy most is to talk about spiritual things with my wife, you know, discuss the Bible, discuss revelation, discuss the things of God. And we both enjoy it. We both serve, love serving God together. We both love what we are doing. And I'm so glad that she said yes to me and that we can serve God and pursue him passionately to please him, to do all that he's called us to do. So find a spiritual relationship that will help you. Okay, let me go to question number two. How do I deal with friends of my partner that I don't like? And, and the reason why I don't like them is that they have nasty habits, like partying and drinking. And my partner has recently stopped because he became born again and wants to live his life for Christ. Alright. Now, I want to say congratulations that he is now born again. He wants to live his life to, for Christ. Thank God that he has made a decision. There's another decision he still has to make. And what is that decision? He has to make a decision to trim down his friends. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I believe in verse 33, it says evil communication corrupts good morals. Evil communication corrupts good morals. When you keep hanging with the wrong people, it corrupts the values that you have built or you're trying to build. And you see, your, your value, the value that your family is going to be built on or based on is the value, the common values that two of you share. So if your, your partner or, you know, your boyfriend or your fiance, whatever you want to call him, is still hanging out with old friends, I can tell you now that they will keep influencing him. Bible says in Psalm 1, Blessed is man is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, 
nor sit in the seat of, of the scornful. So if this is talking about communication. This is talking about relationship. This is talking about a person hanging with the wrong people. Blessed is the man who does not do it. Meaning that the man who does it is not blessed. That's what someone says. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Who does not sit in the seat of scoffers. Who does not stand in the way of sinners. The blessing is for the man who does not do this thing. Meaning the man who does this thing is not, he can't attract the blessing of God. So, so this man needs to make a decision to serve Jesus and to separate himself from wrong influences. So one of the things that you can do is to encourage him um, to plug, plug into God. So your, let your influence in his life be that you are encouraging him to pull his weight and plug into God more than ever before. Now, I know this from my, my own experience and journey growing up in the things of God. When I first got born again and started, you know, trying to grow, I had these friends who had a bad influence on my life. They were not born again, and they didn't want to be born again, okay? And, um, but I, I don't know, I felt that they needed to be my friend. And, um, but they had a wrong influence on me. And I remember that I, you know, my spiritual work was like this, you know, up and down. Until one day I made up my mind that I will serve God and I will, you know, reclassify these relationships and make them secondary. I will serve God. I will follow God. And when I made that decision, I was young. I was 15 years old, going on 16. And uh, when I made that decision, I realized that that decision selected my friends immediately that decision made some people fall away from my life till tomorrow they they those friends they left my life till tomorrow because uh, i couldn't grow as long as i was in their company the blessings of god were not flowing in my life because i was in their company uh, you know they there are things they were doing i did not subscribe to those things all right but the, this is the problem i can i will not do them but I cannot remove myself from when they are doing them. So, so I, I, I was constantly vexed by the things that they did. I remember one of them started smoking. And uh, it used to be very disgusting. Um, well, cut long story short, my spiritual life took off only when I separated from them. Remember the story of Abraham and Lot. God told Abraham, get rid of Lot. Separate yourself from Lot. You can't keep dragging Lot with. There are, there are people in your life that are like Lot. They cause strife. They cause you spiritual tension. They, you know, the blessing of God could not continue in Abraham's life until Lot separated. Maybe you are dragging some Lot along. They, you need to separate from them for you to walk into the fullness of the things that God wants to do in your life. Some people need to leave you. So, so what you do is you make new set of priority okay you make up your mind i'm going to be in church every sunday oh those were decisions i made i'm going to be in church every sunday i'm going to start to read my bible every day i, I already prayed you know because i needed the help of god but i didn't read the bible but i remember when i made the decision i'm going to try and start reading my bible every day and um, you know I, I got a bible reading guide a bible reading plan and i started following it i got myself a diary where I wrote down every day what I read, what was the lesson. 
Sometimes I read passages that I didn't understand. I will read the devotional that I was using. See, okay, this is what they said. This is how, you know. And then I, I ask myself, what lesson is there for me in this thing? Then I write it in my journal. Do you know, just that habit of reading my Bible every day began to bring spiritual growth. Spiritual growth happens and you don't even know when it's happening. That's the, way, the nature of spiritual growth. You only find out six months later that you have actually grown. It's like natural growth. When a child is growing, they don't know until they measure themselves, you know, somewhere and they realize, oh, last month I was, you know, 150 centimeters. Now I am 153. It happens because they measured. So, so it's the same thing with spiritual growth. You have to continue to um, pursue the spiritual disciplines. And when you do that, you find that those disciplines automatically begin to give you a lifestyle that pulls you away from wrong company. And you find that, that now that you are feeding yourself spiritually, reading the Bible, going to church, this is what spiritual food does. Spiritual food makes you more hungry for spiritual food. Let me say that again. Spiritual food makes you more hungry for spiritual food. The, because the more of God that you take in, the more of God you want. That's the thing about God. The more you pursue God, the more you want to pursue Him. Because God is so sweet. God is so beautiful. So the more of His word gets into you, the more of His word you taste, you hunger for. The more you spend time in prayer, the more you want to spend time in prayer. That's the way it is. The more you love God, the more you want to love Him. The more you love His word, the more you want to love, you know, love His word. That's the way it goes. So you find out that as the love for God and the things of God begins to grow inside of you, you find that the friends, you know, who were distracting you, they no longer fit into your life. You know, they, they no longer, you, you don't find yourself in common uh, interest with them. Because some of the things that interest them, you're no longer interested. You're no longer interested in, in a Friday night going to sit in news cafe and hanging out, you know, at news cafe listening to loud music. Yeah, and you know you know um, um um enjoying alcohol you don't want to do that anymore so so you find that the things that brought you and 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 brought brought you to common grounds they are no longer there so you find now that you are your interest is more for the things of god you find that you enjoy the company of the people of god people who are pursuing god better so so this is what that your boyfriend needs to do your boyfriend needs to plug into god so what can you do for your boyfriend to help him plug into God? Then develop a spiritual relationship, as we mentioned in the, first question, in the first question. Encourage him to develop a spiritual relationship. This is one of the things I say to people. You know, once you find somebody, <coughs> excuse me, once you find somebody that you like and they like you and you want to pursue a relationship together, make it official, you know, in terms of talking to your pastor. And then, you know, once a, you both of you agree on what you are doing, there's a, a, there's a future that you are pursuing together, then create a routine. Decide, okay, on Mondays or on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or Thursdays, whatever works, we fast and we pray. We study the Bible together. Start cultivating a spiritual relationship with this person. Okay, we decide, okay, on Saturdays we will go out for evangelism. Me and you, we will go out to win souls for Christ. We will go out to pray for the sick. Okay, we, we, we have a, um, a passion 
to you know go and visit the hospitals or you know we love prisoners we want to do prison ministry or you know whatever ministry you know that is um, 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 that both of you like to do then start doing it together start doing it together that will encourage spiritual growth on both sides but that will also encourage pulling together when you pray together you stay together that's what they say when you pray together you stay together so when you start pulling this boyfriend into spiritual things and he's going with you you'll find out that he no longer finds interesting the company of those people that distracted him okay so encourage him take him to church go and submit to spiritual leadership serve together in church you, you don't grow until you start serving so when you start serving you know you are held accountable for the ministry that you've taken on and you you know those things help you uh, begin to grow grow in in depth in god and grow together grow towards each other grow in harmony grow in connection with this person grow in you know yeah in you know what i mean all right are we going to take a a a short break um and we have a message and we we're gonna you know uh, share that message with you and then i'm gonna come back and continue all right see you now The Single Ladies Boot Camp is a program for single ladies from all ages and backgrounds run by Pastor Chooks and Toy Nogoye. Many unmarried women are frustrated, either sitting on the singles bench or struggling in difficult relationships. Why the vicious cycle? Relationships supposed to be frustrating, painful, hurtful, often going nowhere for years. Women start questioning the existence of good men and of love itself. Some even come to the point of giving up on the idea of marriage altogether. The Single Ladies Boot Camp is run over a weekend and throughout the sessions, ladies are able to explore and learn the principles that govern relationships and biblical standards for relationships. The Single Ladies Boot Camp also teaches how to attract what you are looking for, as well as answering the questions, is there anything wrong with being single? Why do you really want to get married? Why are you not married yet? How do I find a husband? How do I deal with the frustration of waiting to be found? These are all valid questions that single women ask themselves and often break themselves down in trying to answer them. The Single Ladies Boot Camp will answer all those questions and more, giving women a change in perspective, direction and hope for the future. Pastor Chooks and Toyo Nogoye are the lead pastors at Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg where they place a strong emphasis on family and relationships. Their expertise on relationships has helped hundreds of singles and couples over the years build strong and lasting relationships and or fixing broken ones through their Singles Ignition Seminars, Single Ladies Boot Camp, Marriage Seminars, Workshops and Conferences. They are the founders of the Power of Woman Academy and the conveners of the annual Power of Woman Conference. Pastor Chooks is the author of the best-selling book, The Amazing Power of Woman. Pastor Chooks and Toyin have been married for over 20 years, and it is their many years of experience in building their own marriage and in third-party marriage interventions that has equipped them with vital wisdom that they put together in these events. 
For more information, visit www.slbc.co.za or WhatsApp 81 Right. The Single Ladies Boot Camp um, is our uh, quarterly retreat where my wife and I go away with uh, registered single ladies to learn the principles of relationship, to bring healing, to teach them what they need to do to attract the right man into their lives. We've been doing this now for 10 years, and we've helped so many people. Quite a few of the ladies, in fact, not a few, a lot of the women who had come through have gotten married, they you know, have children now, and so on and so forth. And uh, we've continued that ministry because we know it's an area that God uses us a lot. And, and, and we want to encourage you, if you're a single lady out there, this initially, I mean, before now, the, the camp was terrestrial. In other words, we went to a retreat center. We went away on Friday. We came out on Sunday. Uh, we did that over a weekend. Now, the, the seminar, the boot camp, it's not a seminar. The boot camp is online. What it means is that you can attend it from anywhere you are in the world, anywhere. You just need to register, go to the website slbc.co.za and you register and fill out all the whatever necessary things that you need to fill out there and make your payment and uh, we are on for the camp. What we ask of you is for the weekend of the camp that you separate yourself from distractions, you know. Uh, that's not a weekend to uh, visit a friend because you are in a camp, but you're in a camp from the comfort of your home. And all you need is data uh, and an internet connection that is stable. And we, we've done one, and it was fantastic. It was, you know, one of the most um, beautiful camps we've ever had. People were in their homes, and we met online, and, I, you know, we used Zoom or something. Zoom, yeah. And we, we had such a wonderful time. We had people from many cities around South Africa, in KZN, in Port Elizabeth, here in Joburg, in Pretoria, everywhere. And then we had people internationally. We had people joining us from Nigeria. And so, so it, it doesn't matter where you are watching this from, whether you're in America or in the UK or in, in the US, in the South America, anywhere in the Asia, in the Middle East, in Nigeria, somewhere in Africa, you can participate. You, you will learn the things that you need to know to become that married woman that you dream to become. To be graduated from the singles bench, you need wisdom. You need the power of God. You need the help of God. Those are the things that we put in your hands and we put in your spirit at the Single Ladies Boot Camp. So I look forward to seeing you at the next Single Ladies Boot Camp. Okay? The dates are on our website. You go there, slbc.co.za, slbc.co.za. That's where you register. That's where you get all the information. All right, let me take the last question uh, before we draw the curtain for tonight. And this question says, is it wrong to have standards in terms of dating? How do you draw a line between standards and preferences? All right, it's something that I mentioned when I was teaching uh, uh, on the on the. Uh, let them dating in 4d how do you all right standards are basically boundaries these are the things i live by you know i i remember that when we finally agreed to walk a journey 
in our relationship. There are some things that we said from that first day. And, and we said it. Sex is for marriage. And we said it. We made that commitment. We will not cross this line. And we held each other accountable. So we, we set the standards from day one. And I know that in the course of the journey, there were days where it was difficult. But because we set the standard up front, we were both held, holding ourselves accountable to the standards that we set. It's important that you set standards. We do not cheat. We do not steal. We do not lie. These are standards that a Christian should set. And set for yourself, and then both of you set for the relationship. We love God and we want to please him. That, that's a standard. We, we go to church on Sunday. We serve in our church. Those are standards that you need to set for your life. You, you know, and both of you set those. When you now decide to walk a journey together, you set those standards. It's important that you set those standards. Because when you set those standards, you are held accountable for the standards that you set. Because we already talked about it. So it's not difficult. When temptation comes and when pressure comes, it's not difficult because we already talked about it that this is what we will not do. This is what we will not. But if you never set those standards and discuss those things, then the lines are not very you know, um, um, clear. The lines are blurred. So when pressure and when temptation comes, you, uh, you are swept over. And that's why many people fall for things they shouldn't fall for. And the enemy destroys something that could have become something beautiful. You compromise yourselves and you end up make, messing up the relationship. So it's important. And can I tell you something? It's important that you set the standards. Because they help you even after you're married. It's true. They help you even after you're married. So a person, when, the, when there are no standards you are going to fall for everything because there's nothing to stand for. A standard is something you stand for. That's why it's called a standard. You stand with, for it. So, But if you have nothing you're standing for, you're going to fall for anything and everything that comes. Now, preferences, on the other hand, are different. You know, preference is, uh, do we wear wigs or do we wear weave on? You know, do we wear long sleeve shirt or do we wear short sleeve shirt? Do we wear smart casuals? Or we dress formal. Those are preferences. Do I cut my head in a punk? Or do I, you know, give it cheese cup? Those are preferences. And preferences are very superficial. Those are things you can change. You can change your preference. You know, before you used to wear wig. You can decide now to cut, have a low cut. And remove the wig. You used to wear attachment. You can decide, I don't want to wear it. I want to carry my natural hair. You know, I used to, you know, those are preferences. I used to make up. Now I don't want to make up. Or I, I used to not make up. Now I can make up. Those are preferences. They are, they are superficial. And preferences change. Preferences change even in your journey together. As you grow, your preferences change. Okay? I, I prefer to watch movies on Friday night. Preferences change. Now you're in a relationship. You would rather go for a Bible study on a Friday night than go for a movie. Your preference or how you spend your evening on Friday has changed. So preferences will change, but standards must not change. So standards are the things that you make up your mind, you decide up front, and you live by them. If you know you make a mistake and you break the standard, it's not it shouldn't be a train smash. It means that you are not able to uphold the standard. Then you need a third person. You need to hold yourselves accountable to a third person. It's amazing 
how when you hold yourselves accountable, the, how that helps you stay uh, within the standards. Because you know that you're not going to lie to the whosoever it is that you're holding yourselves accountable. Maybe your pastor, maybe an elder in the church, maybe an older married couple in the church, and you say, no, we are submitting your, our relationship with, to you guys, and we want to be held accountable. And what's, what's good about that, what's very good about that, is when you, when you have issues in the relationship, and you're having an argument or an issue that you can't resolve between the two of you. Now, because you have previously made yourselves accountable to an older couple, to the pastor, to the, you know, the, the, the zonal leader in the church, you know, to an elder in the church, to what whosoever it is that you have submitted and you know made yourselves accountable, you can go back to that that couple and tell them what you are having issues, the struggle, and they can help you resolve the struggle. You know, a lot of the things that happen is because people don't have the wisdom around relationship. So you've started this thing and you're wanting to get married, but because you are not held accountable. You know, the devil comes with all kinds of things and the relationship breaks. And I know many relationships that broke not because it was the will of God for it to break, but because the people violated principles and they did not know, you know, some of these principles that I'm teaching tonight through this question and answer. They did not have them. They, 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 they didn't submit the relationship to spiritual covering. So now they are struggling. There's nobody to talk to them. There's nobody to help them reconcile. There's nobody to help them make peace. So the devil just drives a wedge and breaks it. You know, I, 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 I know somebody who was in a relationship with, 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 a, with a girl. Uh, I think they were in that relationship maybe five years or six years. And I contacted them recently to, you know, I thought they were married actually. And they said, no, they are, we are not married. And in fact, pastor, we broke up. I'm like, what? You broke up after five years or six years? No, that's so sad. Five years or six years of your life, you broke up? No, man. And so those things happen because standards are not upheld. Rottenness. Bible says, he that sows to the flesh will out of the flesh reap corruption. Rottenness comes in when you sow to the flesh. That's why you need to set your standards. Your standards help you not go into the flesh. So, so, it's important to set standards. And if you are in a, go, try, uh, planning to go into a relationship with somebody, whether it's a man or you, you know, whether it's a man, if you're a woman, or if you're a man and it's a girl that you want to go into a relationship with, and the person do not want to um, submit to the standards that you are talking about, please make, make, make an, a quick run from that person. Make a quick run. Because it's an accident waiting to happen. If you're not going to keep to the same standard, how do you have a future with somebody that you don't uphold the same standard? You can't build a home together. You know, standards are so important. Imagine building standards. They are building standards. And three people are involved in a building project. And three of them are building with different standards from different countries. You think they're going to build a building? They can't. Because they're not agreeing. This country says the standards are like this. This country, because every country has their building standards. So, three people come. One comes with a German standard. Another one comes with a South African standard. The other one comes with a Russian standard. You can't build a house together. You have to agree on which standard to use. And you use the same building standards and build together. So, it's the same thing with the relationship. If you don't have the same standards, you can't build together with somebody. Two cannot work together except they agree, the Bible tells us. So, I want you to 
make up your mind. As soon as you find love, and both of you agree that there's a future together we want to pursue, the very first things that you set are the standards that you want to live your life by. If it's possible, that document those standards. Write them down in your journal. Let them write them down in their own journal so that you can continue to visit those things and grow together and hold each other accountable to the standards that you have set to build your life together on. All right. I think I have uh, exhausted my time for tonight. Thank you so much for hanging with me. Thank you for being part of the, tonight's broadcast. Like I encourage you, Please send the link, the YouTube link, to several friends of yours. They need to hear what I'm saying. Uh, if you watched on you on Facebook, share, 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 share. Uh, send it out, share it. You know, use Facebook Messenger, share it. Let everybody around you get the file and let them watch and let them be part of what God is doing uh, every Friday evening, even as we unpack and learn. Uh, 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 the wisdom of God around relationships. All right. If you do have questions, we would love to have your questions. You can send them uh, on the WhatsApp number on the screen, plus 2781-421-0835. Plus 2781-421-0835. I would love to hear from you. If you if you like to make some comments on the things that I've, talked, I've shared tonight, we'd love to hear from you. Until we see you next Friday for another edition of Thank God This Friday. God bless you. Stay safe. Allow the Lord to continue what he's doing in your life. You will come out on the other side better and bigger than you are now. Good night. See you on next Friday. Why are you still single? Do you feel you're not ready yet? Do you say it's not my time yet? Have you made mistakes in the past and now you're stuck in a complicated situation? Or perhaps you've given up totally on the idea of marriage? Why not join Pastor Chuksogoye, author of The Amazing Power of Woman book, and his wife, Pastor Toyin, the founders of the Power of Woman Academy, at the next Single Ladies Boot Camp. To explore and answer your questions, a big miracle could be waiting for you. For more information, visit www.slbc.co.za or WhatsApp 081-421-0835.